Welcome to episode 204 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. So Brian, the Los Angeles Clippers are selling tickets or were selling tickets to game five of the NBA playoffs on Groupon. My first reaction when I saw this was shock because my perception of Groupon is that it it's a discount goods, services, and experience provider, and I perceive the NBA playoffs as pristine, the pinnacle of sports fandom, a journey for your team to potentially win a championship, and it never dawned on me that teams would have trouble selling tickets to a playoff game. So how do we make sense of this? Is this smart marketing because Groupon is a marketing and awareness engine and it brings revenue for the team? Or is this a signal that there's a larger issue? I don't know. I, I, I tend to look at it as I'm not a huge fan of Groupon. I think when Groupon first launched five, six years ago, whatever it was, um, or maybe they went public five or six years ago, but they've been around for a little longer. It was really smart because it's basically coupon deals to your inbox. At that time, when Groupon first was around and first went public, that was, A, a really untapped space, and B, your inbox still had some sacred thing where you wanted to check it for these kind of coupons. It wasn't a normal occurrence. People were not using e-commerce in that way at that time, but now... Groupon has really just become a big part of the noise. And, you know, you can, all you have to do is you don't have to look further than their actual stock numbers and see how far they've gone down in the last five years to understand that this is not a real winning business model. So for me, Groupon is kind of the last resort of local businesses who don't really know how to market, have some service or product that they need to get off their hands, create some level of awareness. The deal is, and this I know is um, because five or six years ago we we had some you know more regional local clients that actually used did some deals with Groupon. So I know factually, you if you do a deal with Groupon, you will not make money. You will lose money on the deal every single time because what Groupon does is it requires you to heavily discount, like thirty to fifty percent off whatever it is. And if you look at the tickets that were available. 38% discount, 33% discount, etc. So you're talking nearly 40% off the face value of these tickets during the playoffs at the at the Clippers, right? And now you split 50-50 the actual sale with Groupon. So you're talking about you're you're taking a 40% hit on the face value. And then you're taking another 50% hit on the margin of the discounted value. You're just getting asses into seats. And so for me, that screams we had a lot of extra tickets available that we couldn't sell, and we'd rather have people in the seats than have empty seats. That, to me, is a red flag and a concern of why are there empty seats in the Game 5 playoff with the Clippers? So I'll add a little bit more fuel to this fire, Brian. Last year, the Clippers came in at number six in terms of most valuable NBA franchises at $2 billion. They had $185 million in revenue, but they had a negative $11.8 million in operating income. They were one of three teams last year to lose money, and that's because of excessive payroll that triggered the luxury tax. 
So we've got two things here. We've got the, the loss of money because of the high payroll and then the perception of seat of people being in the seats. And then does this speak to the larger, where is the fandom for LA Clipper fans, knowing that they are the stepchild to the Lakers in Los Angeles. And it's weird that the Lakers are one of the worst teams in terms of win loss record this year, but the brand itself is significantly more attractive than the Clippers. And part of this may be the, the Clippers and owner Steve Ballmer are still trying to fight their way out of the Donald Sterling era. So by no means can a franchise completely change a culture and grab new fans to a level like the Lakers have, especially with all of the championships that they have there. So what what should the Clippers have done if it was, all right, if Groupon may not be the best option, but what do you do if you're still trying to fill those remaining seats? Because based on what you said, I don't feel like Groupon is the best option that they could have gone with. I don't know. I mean, I, I think for me, I, I wouldn't even worry about it because I look at, I'm looking at the numbers right here. And now I don't know if this means that they, this was all that was available or if this was just the amount of total purchases, but I, uh, or, you know, in total, um, if there was still more available that they didn't sell, but they sold 460 tickets through Groupon. So, A, that's really not that much. So, I don't, again, I, there's no way to know this unless there's somebody from the Clippers that wants to come on and speak with us, but, it's either that they only had 460 tickets available and they threw them on Groupon, or they had substantially more tickets available and they could still only sell 460 tickets on Groupon. Either way, that's a red flag for me. Because if you only have 460 tickets and you're like, hey, like let's do something with these, you can't find a creative way to sell or get rid of 460 seats of inventory. Like that's a problem for me. And on the flip side, if you had more inventory that was up on Groupon, because I can't see what the total inventory was, and you only sold 460 tickets for $43.50 each, that's a joke. That's a problem. It's like we need to forget marketing, dude. We need to go back to the business model. We need to look at the decision-making. We need to look at what led up to the point of where you can only move 460 tickets or you had 460 tickets left and you put them up on Groupon. Very bizarre decision. It is a big red flag to me. I think there's some problems over at the Clippers as far as ticket sales goes, very clearly. Does it change anything knowing that the Clippers sold tickets on Groupon during the regular season as well? Yeah, they shouldn't have been. I, yeah, why? Everyone's trying to, to. How do we move inventory without pissing off the face value ticket holders? Um, but how do we get more people in seats? And again, Groupon to me is like a lowbrow way to just move stuff to an audience that isn't necessarily going to come back. People on Groupon, they're, they're coupon cutters. You know, it's my grandma who's like the digital version of cutting coupons in the newspaper. You're not going to get quality people. You're just going to get somebody that has, Hey, 20 or $40. And you know, yeah, I'd rather go. I, I I've always wanted to go to a basketball game. I'll go to one. They're not people that are going to come back. Like, so that's the thing, right? Like, that's the whole, I guess, quote unquote value of Groupon is look, if you can just get people in the door of your, you know, whatever it is, whether it's the LA Clippers or a restaurant or a pizza shop, if you can take a loss on the customer acquisition, but you get new people in the door and then you show them that 
it was valuable for them to come to your establishment. Now you can gain long-term customers. There's value there. But I just honestly do not see that the people who are still utilizing and purchasing Groupons are people who are going to become long-term Clippers fans, right? It, it's probably, you know, so like the, the, the whole thing that they were selling on Groupon for the season, to me, if I had a client ask me, hey, should we sell our seats on Groupon? I, I would just, you're out of your mind. Don't even think about it. Please put down the phone, take a step back, and let's, let's discuss this in a sane manner because that's a bad idea. Because I think you nailed the, the most interesting part is the demographic of the people who are going to be taking those seats. So if we just say, all right, it's a $15 seat one way or another. I know uh, my Pittsburgh Penguins, they, they've sold out every game for years. But one thing that they do have in place is this college program where young kids can get into a game and they've got limited amounts of seats, but it's a way for them to build up the fan base. So what they should be doing instead of saying, let's find the uh, group on coupon people who may also like the Clippers. Let's find the young college kids and try and convert them from not being a fan or giving them the opportunity and turn them into raving fans who then want to share the experience. Because if all of a sudden I were able to, as a college kid, get a $15 ticket to a Clippers playoffs game, I'll tell you this much. I will be on social media telling everybody about it. This was my experience. I can't believe this. This is a good thing because we've talked about this often, Brian. Sometimes it only takes one time to have an experience for you to completely have a different mindset shift with a brand and continuing to build that brand loyalty there. So for me, that's what I would have done is I would have find the fans that love sports and figure out ways to get them to become a lot more ravenous based on a good experience. Oh, absolutely. Look, new customer acquisition is important. And if the people on Groupon happen to maybe be the customers that you want, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Groupon's not as efficient or as effective as it was five years ago, not even close. But look, if you are selling tickets through there or you're selling a service or a product through Groupon and you're gaining new customers who then come back, look, you could you could flip me. You could absolutely flip me. But I honestly do not believe that the people that are buying these super cheap sporting tickets are the people that are going to become long term fans. That's the problem. So in the sh- you're solving a short term problem, which hey that might be okay because as we're talking, I'm looking at sporting events and my god, there's shit all here in the New York area of teams I don't even want to mention because we do business with some of them. Where I'm like, wait, you guys are on friggin' Groupon? Like I'm gonna have to have a couple of phone calls when I get off. This podcast, really, Um, you know, but I think that there's some more interesting things where, look, maybe there's a one-time event, like I'm seeing an air show on here. That's kind of cool because, you know what, that's not something where you're going to come back 400 times anyway, but so maybe you can get some new people who, hey, you know what, I've always wanted to go see an air show. That could make complete sense to do some of your inventory on Groupon, but if you're talking about trying to get long-term acquisition of, of sports fans... The Groupon is probably not the best place to do it. And maybe periodically during the season, it's not the worst thing in the world to move a little bit of extra inventory. But the reality is, dude, you're doing it during the playoffs. That screams to me, business model problem. So Brian, time for the takeaways. 
And you nailed it for me. And it is is fundamental to the way that I, and I know you do business, is worth thinking long-term. It does me no good to have a client with me for only one month. I'm in this for the long haul. I want to build the relationship. So when you're out there doing business, have a long-term mindset and figure out a way to create a long-term experience with your customers. You know, it's very easy to discount. And don't get me wrong because I, 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 I do it for certain stuff that, that I sell. But you need to be very careful because the long-term continuous discounting makes your product or your ticket, we're talking about sports teams here, look less and less valuable. It's just like Banana Republic. If you buy Banana Republic, which I do from time to time, if you spend full price at Banana Republic, you're a friggin' moron. Because every second week, there's 20% off, 30% off, 50% off. If you ever spend full price at Banana Republic, you're an idiot, straight up. And so when I start to see these teams continuously sell tickets, not just like a for a one-off thing or very rarely, but continuously sell discounted tickets online, why on earth, why on earth am I ever going to pay more than the bare minimum because I know that I can just wait till you post it to buy it at a discount. You're devaluing your ticket. Money's not the problem. And this is what people, especially in marketing, because a lot of marketing people aren't really salespeople. And when you really understand the psychology of sales, marketing and sales are one are part and parcel of the same process, right? If you really understand the psychology of sales, the cost of something, the cost of a ticket is never the problem. People aren't buying tickets because they can't afford $50 for a seat. People aren't buying tickets because they can't afford $100 for a seat. They're not buying tickets because you have not painted a picture of value that exceeds the amount of the ticket price. People do not believe that they're going to get a $50 worth of entertainment and value at your stadium if they're not paying that ticket. And that's why you're discounting. Stop looking at how do we make our stuff cheaper and figure out how do we give more value back to the sports fans and let them know that there's value then you can stop discounting your tickets. That's how you fix the business model. Get, seriously, and I'm going to self-promote here real quick. Give me a call because if you're listening to this and you're on the ticket sales side or you're on the organization side and this is how you are trying to close the money gap by discounting your tickets, you're, you are in a losing downward spiral proposition and you will never get out of that. Call me at Bull Worldwide. 212 Three nine zero eight eight one seven. Oh, I'm going like I'm pulling like a Grant Cardone here, seriously. And I'll tell you how how to fix that problem because that's a big problem that will put people out of business. Sports teams typically have a lot more money behind them with the bigger organizations, so they feel a little more invincible. But the reality is, you can only do this for so long. It's a big problem in the in the sports industry. A big problem.